Hello and welcome to the Docs to Dads podcast, a health and wellness resource for any dad looking to actively engage with their health, the health of their children, and building a stronger, healthier community around their family. Each week, Dr. Scott, a board-certified pediatrician, will explore topics relevant to child health and how dads can be an active participant in their growth, development, and other issues that affect children and the whole family. Hi, dads. Welcome back to the Docs to Dads podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Scott Grant, and I'm really excited to share this week's episode with you. But first, I have a quick favor to ask. One of the best ways to grow the show and help more dads discover our community is to leave a five-star review for our podcast where you can ask a question that I can answer on the show, like this question I got from an anonymous listener. Hi, Dr. Scott. You mentioned in your episode about how the toddler years can be very negative and parents can find themselves saying no like a hundred times a day. And that's where I'm at right now. How can I get to a place where I don't have to say no so often? It seems like every interaction I have with my child is negative. Ah, Thanks, Anonymous, for this question. This is both a common situation that I talk about in clinic, and it's common in my own experience with my kids. I've got a three-year-old and an 18-month-old right now, and um, sometimes it can feel like I just I want to just have a positive interaction. Uh, and how? What are the things that I can do to try to try to do that? So um, I try to think about nos in three major categories, um, and kind of think about each of them a little bit. Um, separately. So there's like safety nose, there's practical nose, and there's like annoyed nose. Um, so let's talk about safety first. Um, so for safety, like if your kid is running out into the street or they're, you know, playing with the electrical outlet or something like that, uh, then you got to jump up and stop them and, and, you know, say no, um, sometimes in those moments for, for their own safety. Um, and you're, you know, you're getting up and you're moving towards them and you're trying to redirect them or, or trying to catch them as they're running out into the street or whatever the case may be. Um, so, you know, hopefully you're not having to say no too frequently in these, um, scenarios where you can, you know, pay attention to, to what's going on and, and try to prevent those things when they're happening. But in the moment, if something dangerous and scary is happening, then you got to go for it. As kids get older, they start to have their own sort of preferences and requests, and they may not make sense because you're, you know, trying to keep on a schedule or it's bedtime or something like this. So, you know, they want to play with a toy while you're trying to get the shoes on to go to church, or they want to read a book for the eighth time when it's time to go to bed. Um, so the key to saying these, you no, know, reducing how many times you're saying no in these situations is redirection. Um, so you can tell them like, oh, we'll do that later, but right now we have to do this other thing first. You know, we're going to try to pull their attention away from that thing. You know, if it's a toy or a book, maybe like pulling it away and putting it out of sight can help. Uh, and then you kind of tell them when can it happen. So, you know, we're trying to get to church right now, but when we get back, we can play this game or you can play with that toy or whatever the case may be, uh, if there's a way to do that. So I think you know, kids are generally smarter than we give them credit for. So explaining why they can't do that thing that they want to do and sort of offering them the time that they'll be able to do it at some point in the future, I think, uh, can decrease the likelihood that you have a big explosion about it, uh, and cut down on some of the negativity. Cause you can sort of use that as a teaching opportunity. They may still get frustrated, uh, but sometimes taking that time to explain your reasoning will 
decrease that. Um, and, and by the way, it's okay for kids to be frustrated every once in a while, right? We all get frustrated when we don't get the things that we want. Uh, and sometimes it can be an opportunity to sort of help them identify that feeling and give it a name uh, so that they know kind of what do we do with this feeling that we call frustrated, um, which, you know, it's not always the first thing you're thinking about in that moment, but sort of seizing those opportunities to talk to your kids about their feeling is, is important as well. Finally, annoyed no's. Uh, so these are the hardest and the easiest to eliminate <laughs> for different reasons. So generally, these no's come from our frustration as parents, right? We need to take that moment and sort of regulate our own emotions before we engage with the children. So the child is doing something that you find annoying, but isn't particularly dangerous. You know, they're screaming, they're running around the house, they're being toddlers, they're interrupting you while you're trying to have a conversation with somebody else. Um, and so what they're usually trying to get in that moment is some kind of connection, whether it's somebody, you know, they're playing with um, while they're running around or they're trying to get a connection from you. And that's why they're interrupting you. Uh, and so they're not bothering you for the purpose of annoying you, right? They, they're just trying to get your attention to, to do something with them. Um, and so they might have some kind of need that they need to be addressed. They might need to go potty. They might need um, to, to get a drink or they might be hungry um, or they may just have an emotional need to connect with you and, and tell you something or or maybe something happened that they want you to see. And so sort of being sensitive to that a little bit and trying to regulate your own emotions in those moments um, and thinking instead about connection and sort of even again, you know, if you're in the middle of a conversation with somebody and they're interrupting you, like taking a time out in that conversation and, and saying, you know, okay, buddy, right now I'm trying to have a conversation with our friend here. Um, so if you give me just one minute, why don't you hold my hand for just a minute? I'm going to finish my thought and then you can show me whatever you need to do or, or come up with some system that you can work through um, around that. The other thing is sort of making time to be present with them. So especially if they're one of their love languages is quality time. They may just want you to be there. And so it's not that what you're doing isn't important and doesn't need to be done. Uh, but sometimes, just like recording this podcast, you have to wait till nap time uh, to get some of these more important things done. So right now I'm in a lucky position where both of my kids are napping. And so I'm sneaking in this recording right now. And so, you know, sometimes these things can wait. Um, other times they can't. And so just sort of explaining to kids when that's the case, but also understanding that like it's not their fault that you have this urgent thing that has come up and trying to, you know, make the most of that, but also, you know, not getting annoyed and blowing up at them isn't going to address your need to get the thing done. And it's not going to make them feel any better. And it's just going to make the relationship suffer between you and your kids. And so trying as much to be as you can to be sensitive to what their needs are and why they're sort of seeking your attention uh, and trying to like take little breaks where you can to like engage with them will be really helpful. So finally, the other thing to do is look for opportunities for those connection and redirection. So create opportunities for positive interactions. So spend time with them where you're sort of taking the child's lead in the play. So come up with some activity where like they can get a little messy and it's not the end of the world, you know, set up with, you know, uh, painting bibs or, or regular bibs and let them sort of color and make a mess and get creative or, or help you in the kitchen and, and you'll just know that it's going to be a mess and you're going to have to clean it up later. Um, but, you know, just sort of creating an opportunity to say like, oh, you're doing a really good job. You know, your painting looks so beautiful or these cookies look really great. I'm really excited that we're getting to make these cookies together. You know, those kinds of things are just like where there can only really be positive interactions. That's really what you're looking for. And so uh, trying to create little opportunities uh, 
throughout the week where you're just spending a few times with them, just doing what they want to do. And you're totally disconnected from everything else. Uh, and you just will only have positive interactions in those moments. Uh, and sometimes they'll do things that will surprise you. You know, my, my son the other night as we we're getting ready for bed. It's like reading the book. Uh, if you give a mouse a cookie, like all by himself, he's got the whole thing memorized. So I say he's reading it, but you know, he's really learned that book. And so now when we go to bed, instead of daddy reading the story to him, he wants to read the story to me and, and his sister. And so it's really fun. And so when you take the moment to unplug, you like really start to see some of these wonderful things our kids do. So thanks for this question, Anonymous. I know this is a common challenge for a lot of dads out there. Um, if you have a question that you want answered on the show, reach out to me via social media or send me an email at docstodadspod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your question and, and help as many dads as I can. Uh, and chances are, if you've got a question, you're not alone. There's probably a lot of dads out there who are struggling with the same thing or something similar. Uh, so thanks for reaching out. And I look forward to chatting with you guys more about your questions in the future. All right, Dad, it's time to jump into the main part of the episode today, and I just want to do a quick show today. I'm going off script a little bit from what I had planned to do this week. Uh, there's just something that's kind of been on my heart lately that I, I want to share, um, and especially with all the chaos reigning around the world right now. It sort of seems like a, another sort of appropriate time um, to share some of these things, because I just know a lot of my fellow dads out there that are sort of going through a tough season. And, um, you know, when I first moved to Michigan, people used to talk about seasons as like being a thing they loved here in Michigan. Um, and I didn't really understand it. Uh, moving from Phoenix, the weather variable that was most important to me was sunshine. And I still sort of feel that way. Um, but now that we've been here for almost five years, I'm starting to develop an understanding of sort of what they mean, you know, and it's not that each individual season is is great, although there are certainly things to love about each season, uh, depending on what else is going on. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's good to recognize that whatever challenges you're going through in the moment are, are can be temporary and that there's things that we can do to try to try to make things better. Uh, but that most of these things only last for a season. Uh, and so this is sort of literal right now because it's winter and it's cold and icy here in Michigan and my kids have been cooped up for so long and it's been just a tough few weeks for us here because um, the kids aren't sleeping well because they're not getting the like outside activity time that they usually like to have because it's been so cold um, and so because of that you know it's affecting my relationship with the kids it's making it hard for my wife and I to sit down and have conversations about sort of what's going on in the house and what kind of goals we have for the next few weeks and catch up on things and make sure that things are happening. Uh, so I, I am already counting down, uh, to spring and, and the last couple of days have been like slightly warmer, like highs in the thirties. Um, it's been very pleasant. Um, and so just like counting down those days to, to warmer temperatures and the ability to be outside more. Um, and just knowing that that's going to be so good for our mental and emotional health, as well as our physical health. I got to get out for a run the other day, which was like, the first time in a very long time I've been able to do that. Um, having to go so long without running was, was really, really challenging. And then I kind of came to this point where I was like, this is just, it's just a season. And I think this idea of like, we go through seasons and some of those seasons are full of joy. And some of those seasons are, are a little harder. Some seasons, the kids don't sleep very well, or they don't eat well. Or there's other challenges that are going on, or things aren't going well at work, or you're really, really 
busy at work. And so it's affecting how much energy you have when you get home. It's affecting how much time you have to connect with your partner. It's affecting, you know, whether you're able to get, you know, your, your physical activity in and those kinds of things. And so, um, you know, I, I know that a lot of my fellow dads in my life, they're going through some challenging times right now. And I just want to offer that encouragement that like, as we, endure this like sort of bitter chill of winter um that that will come through that to the warmer and happier days of spring and summer um and when we face tough times it can be helpful to remember that it's just that season of of life and that um this doesn't mean that we have to sort of lay back and accept it and just like wait for something better to happen you know there are things that we can do um but also the recognition that like these things aren't going to last forever uh, and that will come through to a better time if we sort of take the steps to do the right things to pull us out of it. Uh, and I think a lot of times dads in particular feel the need to like tough it out or go it alone and, and they're trying to like get through this challenging season all by themselves, and they're not talking about it um, with anybody and it just can it can be helpful to try to share that information um, and, and it's important to know where your help can come from. Uh, you know, we should seek advice um, from people who we trust. Um, you know, those of us who are married took a vow to honor and cherish our spouse um, within those vows. So I, I'm always careful about um, recommending like venting for its own sake about our wives and our children. We should, I think our words are really important and, and the things that we say about our wives and our children um, affect the way that we interact with them later, whether we think about it or not. So sometimes we think we're just getting something off our chest, but it's actually sort of coming from a, a deeper place. Um, and so I, th I think we have to be really careful about the, the words that we use and should avoid sort of venting for the sake of venting. Um, but if there's a challenge that you're, that's going on in your life that um, you think you could use some help with, or you know somebody who's been in a similar situation, sort of seeking that sincere counsel on things that you can do to improve that situation. And what are the things in your own behavior that you might be able to adjust, you know, going back to the love languages conversation, like that can start with you. Um, if there's a, a challenge within a relationship, um, either with your kids or your spouse. Um, and so, so being sensitive to that as well. Um, so, you know, in some cases getting an outside opinion can be helpful, but we have to be, be careful about that. Like I said, sometimes these seasons will correlate with challenges, um, with our kids feeding or sleeping and, and they feel like they're going to go on forever you know every meal every nap it just turns into this major ordeal this explosion this drama um, and if we try to approach these challenges with a teamwork mentality alongside our partner coming up with like what's working for you what's working for me kind of communicating back and forth um, and just sort of being intentional about having those conversations will move you to a better place and will help kind of move things forward you know and finally if you're trying to get out of a tough season try shaking up your routine a little bit. Um, try to include some daily check-ins with yourself. Like where's my, you know, I heard a, a podcast, um, the less stress in life podcast is a podcast I listened to. And they did an episode recently about sort of checking in, like, what's your battery life? You know, we we're so attuned to like, what's the battery life on our phone? Um, and when do we need to recharge it? Uh, you know, take a week and sort of just Every morning when you wake up, think like, what's, what's my personal, like, what's my emotional battery life at? What's my physical battery life at? Where am I feeling? And how can I, um, how can I recharge? Um, and what are the needs that, that I need either, um, for self-care or sleep or exercise, um, prayer, meditation, any of these kinds of things? Um, what are the ways that I have available to me that I can try to, to 
shake up my routine a little bit and, and integrate some of those things in there a little bit more intentionally, um, so that I can try to increase that battery life and increase that battery power. Um, there's probably time that you're currently spending, you know, watching TV or on social media, um, that could be better spent on, on one of these categories of self-care. Um, and certainly, you know, vegging out and watching a movie or, or being on social media, some folks do find some, some relaxation, uh, in that. Um, but I think trading that out for some sort of like guided prayer time, you know, I, I use an app called Hallow that has a ton of like guided prayer, um, stuff and, and there are other apps similar to that, um, guided meditations and those kinds of things that can be really helpful. And it just always reminds me of, of one of my favorite quotes from, uh, a Saint, Saint Francis de Sales, um, who says everyone needs a half hour of prayer each day, uh, unless they're really busy. Um, and then they need an hour. And, and I just, I always think about that in those moments where I'm feeling busy and too busy to pray and too busy to sit and, and spend that time in quiet with myself and to, to do that self check-in, um, that it's, it's on the days that you least have time to do it, that you most need to take the time to do it. And a lot of times I find if I take that time, then I'm sort of, my head is clearer. And when it's time for me to like sit down and actually do work, I can be more focused and more effective because I've taken that time. So even though I have 30 minutes less of that time, uh, you know, I, I get more done on those days. And, and so remembering that as well, uh, can, can be really helpful as well. Work with your partner to see if you can protect time for one another. Um, that's another way to kind of carve out those 30 minutes to an hour. It can be really challenging, bu- busy family life, things are going on. Um, but sort of communicating with your partner that like, you know, I really need, you know, a little bit of time in the evening to go for a run or stop at the gym or, or just sit quietly upstairs and, and, and read or, or do some of this meditation. And then I can take the kids for a little while and you can do the same thing and just sort of trade off on those things, um, so that you can be taking care of each other or, or, you know, arrange for a babysitter and go on a date night together so that you can reconnect with one another and check in and sort of, how are things going? And, and don't be afraid to be vulnerable with your partner to say like, I'm, I'm really struggling right now and that's okay. I'm in a tough season right now with the kids. Like I can't, I can't seem to get them to go to sleep. You know, they don't want to go to bed for me or they won't eat for me or, or whatever. You know, what are the things that you're doing that work better? Um, and then make sure that some of that conversation is not about the kids. Take time to talk to each other about like, how are things going in your own personal lives? If you, you work, how are things going at work? If you, um, have other interests or other goals that you guys are working on together, where are we at on that? And how can we continue to make more progress? Those are all things that you want to touch base on. Uh, one of the traps I think a lot of, new parents fall into is that, you know, they go out on date night, but the whole time is still spent talking about the kids. Um, and that that's valid and good. And sometimes, especially if there's a particularly challenging thing that's going on, you know, you need that time to sort of bunker down together and, and get on the same page and make sure that you're doing the same things, uh, moving forward. But it's also really important for you to connect with, with one another. Um, and so trying to, to make the most of that as well, uh, is, is really important. The other thing that my wife and I do that I recommend to a lot of folks is, is trying to develop a, a daily habit of gratitude, specifically around um, your partner and, and your kids in particular. And I'm so grateful um, for my wife. One of the things I'm grateful about her uh, is that she's really good just in a, in a quiet moment of saying, like, our son was really sweet to our daughter today. You know, like he, he was just really great with her today and was teaching her how to read or, or whatever the case may be. Or, you know, that 
that daughter, she is such a goofball and such a fun kid to hang around. And just finding like, again, I think our words matter and the way we talk about our kids matters. And finding those like positive, grateful things that we can say about our kids with our partner um, can really make a big difference. And so trying to make a point each day uh, to either with yourself, at least come up with, with one or two things that you're grateful for, for your partner and for your kids. And I think the more you externalize that and talk about it with your colleagues at work or your partner, or anybody like that, um, you know, can be really meaningful. And, and it just changes the way that you you look at, at the world. And, and, you know, there's some psychological theories that, that gratitude and worry can't really coexist within, within the human brain. And so the more you're expressing gratitude, um, the less some of those like worries can, can sink in and take hold. Um, and so it can be a nice way to sort of emerge from that sort of dark season or that, that hard season that you might be be going through as you're trying to work your way towards those warmer days of, of spring and summer. Um, so anyway, I know this is going to be a, a quick episode compared to the others, but I just want to take a break from our journey through kind of early fatherhood stuff and just sort of speak to kind of the chaos that's happening in the world right now. And some of you, even before all of that may have been feeling run down by uh, a long cold winter or feeling run down because you're having a, a rough season at work or at home. And, and just the, the encouragement that, you know, there are some things that, that you can be doing to try to improve your success uh, and pull yourself out of that tough season. But, but these things are, are just seasons and they will, they will pass and you will find your way to, to warmer days. Um, and so I just wanted to leave you with that little bit of encouragement and, and some tips that I sometimes use to break out of those tough seasons. So in summary, number one, um, know that those tough seasons will frequently pass with patience and intentional action. Number two, uh, seek support and advice from others in your life who might help you address how you should change your behavior to try to improve your situation and, and pull yourself out of that tough season. Uh, but try to avoid sort of venting or complaining about your family's for the sake of venting. Number three, shake up your routine to include some kind of self-care uh, regimen, you know, check in with yourself every morning. So what is your, where's your battery at? Um, and what can you do to sort of charge that up and, and then work with your, your partner to figure out how you uh, and your partner can, can get the care that you need. And then number four, try to develop that daily gratitude routine of saying, you know, what are the things that you do have in your life that you can be grateful for and, and express that as much as you can to your partner and your children. I think that'll take you a long way. If you're a dad going through a rough patch right now, I hope this brings you some tips on how to move forward, uh, keep your, keeping your eye on how to protect your family from the bad things that can happen in these dark seasons, uh, and looking forward to happier, warmer days in the future. Thanks for tuning into the show this week. What are some things that you do in rough patches that help you break free? What do you do when you feel stuck? Share it with me on our social media, and I'll share some of my favorites on a future episode. As always, you can find me on social media, at docs to dads Pod on Instagram and Facebook, the docs to dads company page on LinkedIn, and you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Scott Peds. Thanks, as always, to Phil Rabon, my partner in this adventure, and the producer of the docs to dads podcast, for making these episodes sound so good for you each week. Tune in next time for another great episode about what to expect from primary care visits in the first six or eight weeks of your child's life and how you can make the most of them and what information you need to be successful.
Until then, remember that what you do as a dad matters. Keep building healthier dads, happier kids, and stronger communities. The information included in this podcast and other Docs to Dads platforms is intended for your education and entertainment only. It is not intended as medical advice and should not replace a relationship with a primary care pediatrician or other provider who will give the most appropriate recommendations for your individual situation.